We should just have like a ad for Oh, we should do fake burner ads. That'd be hilarious. Like all of them somehow relate back to this week's sponsor is (laughs) Lucy Soup Kitchen. Is Red Apron. We're not Blue Apron. But we tried. We just send you a box of candy. <laughs> and we're like, here, make this thing. You and don't even a, have to. It's just yeah. a bowl of candy. It's really not that <laughs> yeah. not that complicated. Really a, a one-stop shop. Red Apron. Red Apron. Figure it out. <laughs> Red Apron. The onus is on you. <laughs> Red Apron. No directions needed. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to the very second episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast, the official show of This Is My Bourbon Shop, where we talk about all things bourbon, what makes it the spirit of Kentucky. And we are back here at the home base with the home base co-hosts, Tanner and Curtis. Hi. What's up? What's going on, you guys? You had a good Monday? Yeah. Didn't have to work, sure. so of course. Oh, screw oh. you. Well, <laughs> it's rainy. That makes fun. It, it is very rainy. It's sad <laughs> and cold. So we got a cool little show for you guys tonight. Um, but before we get to it, as you know, we like to drink throughout the show. Um, I'm sipping on Weller 12 in preparation for our review later on, and Curtis is finishing up Noah's Mill, uh, Willet product. <coughs> Excuse me, coughing's already started. It's Willet product, bottled at 114 proof. Uh, it used to be a 15-year age statement. Now uh, the age statement is gone, um, but still fantastic. Kurt, what do you think about it? Definitely like it. Um, we were talking earlier, and it was we were talking. It tasted like peanut butter, and really getting those notes. Definitely on the finish is when you hit that. You get that peanut taste, uh, but really enjoy it. Really good bourbon. You know, I, I've never found uh, there to be a whole lot of heat on it either for a 114 mm-hmm. proof. It's awfully smooth. Tanner had it. Yeah, and and unlike last episode, when I tasted something completely different from literally everyone else, (laughs) uh, I also picked up on the peanut butter on this one, so my taste buds aren't as insane as I thought. So for those of you who um, may be listening to this show for the first time, I don't know why, stop it, go back and listen to the first episode. Um, There's only two. (laughs) There's only two so far, yeah. thanks for listening either way. Um, But the way way that this is going to go for a a few weeks is... um, I've got a few interviews that I did with folks um, about their experience with bourbon um, and stuff like that. And so what I'm going to do is for the next few weeks after this episode, uh, we're going to be putting out some of those interviews. And then um, three to four episodes down the line, we'll come back, do another topic from the home base and, uh, you know, have some fun, get back together and... Makes it sound like you're colonizing. <laughs> and then we're going to come back to the home, home base. We're going to come back to the home base. And if you're not wearing your scarf, yeah. you're out. <laughs> not wearing cold. the uniform like a red flannel right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> red platform flannel? That's a visual joke. For those of you, those yes. of you listening. In an audio medium. <laughs> Gary and Tanner are both wearing red flannels. Curtis yeah. is not. I, I missed the memo, so uh, yeah. there's that. They didn't call me this morning. So, Curtis and Tanner. That's us. Y'all are both... Uh, graphic designers. We are. And mm-hmm. I'm a graphic design student. I'm not going to put 
put that label on. You're a designer too. I'm a designer yeah, too. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, anyway, so we wanted to talk a little bit this week about, um, as I get more comfortable on the couch. Yeah, you look real uh, comfy. I feel real good right now. I need another mic stand. Mm. I'm looking forward to getting another mic stand once things take off. Yeah. Because, you know, once we have about 100 listeners, I'll be like, yeah, I can I can do something not handheld. <laughs> Anyway, I can use something other than a rock band microphone. <laughs> you, just look like, you just look like you're hosting like a like a '60s like Love Connection type show, <laughs> where we're the panelists and you're just yeah. And Curtis is from yeah, and we're sitting so on we like the Tanner... heart shaped uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. couch. Yeah. So we got Tanner Janey here all the way <laughs> from uh, Irving, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. uh, being designers, I thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about um, bourbon packaging, which may be somewhat boring to some of you who are not graphic designers, but I thought we'd take a shot at it, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But also, I think that other people can <laughs> appreciate the fact, because a lot of times people buy their their bottles or whatever they're getting based off of the bottle. They're like, oh, that looks cool. So sure, yeah. yeah, yeah there's yeah. definitely a connection in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there, there are plenty of times where I've looked at a bottle... And by the way, this is like a, a good portion of this is just going to be on the fly. So sure, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I mean, there's there's been plenty of times where I haven't bought a bottle because I didn't think it looked as as nice as um, you know other ones. And we'll get into more specifics as we go along. Um, but I, I has what specifically has there been that y'all haven't bought because of the that the we package? haven't bought? Haven't yeah. bought. That's yeah. Oh. Threw me a curveball. Yeah, because um, <laughs> hmm. the the first thing that comes to mind, wild turkey. Oh, really? okay, yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah, not a fan of the. Uh, I am no of the the the, the turkey on it, I, like the no, actual turkey looking turkey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I I've never really uh, liked that packaging. Excuse me, and um, <clears throat> I've always thought it looked a little outdated. Hmm. Uh, they even went through. A, a rebrand a couple of years ago and it didn't really do a whole lot Got it. Um, it was just kind of repurposing what they already had and it didn't you know it wasn't different enough for it to you know a- attract a newer a-, a younger audience that yeah. i think they were they were kind of hoping for but you know with the whole matthew mcconaughey <laughs> campaign yeah, yeah what's your thoughts on that it seemed a little stunty to me at first but the more I like read about it and <clears throat> heard about it, uh, then I found out that like he approached them. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. You know? well, well, I mean that's yeah. the that's the official story. So like, that, uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but like going off of that, it just seems so Matthew McConaughey to be like, hey, sure, I like, I like this bourbon. I'm gonna yeah. Go. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the original story was that so they asked him to be like a celebrity, um, like advocator for it, and then he said, no, that's not what I want to do. I don't want that's, to just come in that's and, what it and is. do one thing. Oh, right, right, right. That's I want to come in and actually form a brand around something that I really enjoy. Because they were yeah. they were trying to challenge Mila Kunis, who was coming out as the Jim, Jim Beam spokeslady. Yeah. Which I I'd still Oh it rubs me the wrong way. Really? Yeah. I don't mind it. There's I I don't know. I don't think it, it rubs me the wrong way. I just don't I don't get a connection to it at all. Will you scoot your like, mic up a little bit? I'm keeping this in, by the way. Up? Yes. Towards you. Oh, toward me. As we, well, no, no, no. Like just up in general towards oh, the yeah. couch that y'all are both sitting the on. Stand will allow. That's fine. All right. Anyway, it just that also seemed a little bit stunt-ish. To me. See, I, it, mm, I disagree because really? 
you got to think, Jim Beam isn't really marketed to us. It's more of a, hey, bourbon exists. This is a cheap bourbon. <laughs> we want you to think about us when you're thinking about cheap bourbon. It's not, this is not your bourbon aficionado's bourbon. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not shied away from Jim Beam. Like, Jim Beam doesn't bother me. But I, I think as far as, it is the classic, you know, endorsement deal. I think it's fine. Yeah. It, it's a good beginner bourbon. Yeah. Um, it's good to have around just kind of as a, um, something to. Like a mixer or mixer sure. whatever. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't, I don't really go for it. I like the Jim Beam single barrel quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, some of their higher end, not higher end necessarily, but, um, any, really anything other than the white label. Their, their facility is baller. Uh, I've actually not been there yet, but I do. (laughs) The, uh, the dog of the show has uh, decided she's going to play with, with a toy and, and (laughs) she just dropped it. And, uh, thank you, Lucy. Anyway. Um, but it, it, Jim Beam has always kind of struck me as one big show. Hmm. You know, I don't get that so much with the, the Matthew McConaughey deal with, with Wild Turkey. That just seems more unique and real, um, as opposed to just having a spokes lady or a spokesperson. Yeah. Like Jim Beam's doing. I mean, but, they do have Mila's Barrel in the, uh, in the distillery. That is legit. After four long years. <laughs> yeah whatever anyway anyway so wild turkey is my pick for something that i it, it took me a little bit but once i actually had it um then i was like yeah i, I i'll get this again yeah. so. i will say i was averse to evan williams for a long time mm-hmm. because it looks so generically it is awesome we're a bourbon too it's very bland yeah, yeah. so um now now having had it i'm i'm fine with like it's it's a fine bourbon and we're just talking the black label right? yeah just yeah. standard evan williams um it, it, it is okay, but like I, for a long time, I wouldn't. If I were buying it at that price point, mm-hmm. I would not go Evan just because it looks so generic. Yeah. It's the RC Cola of bourbons. <laughs> where it's just like, hey, these are the attributes that big cheap bourbons have. Let's copy those. I mean, it always, to me, has looked like if you took a Jack Daniels bottle or label and threw it on a Jim Beam bottle. Yeah, exactly. So and th- there's nothing special about it. Yeah, but, and that's what, that's right. Because that's what I was going to say. I was going to say Evan Williams and like, I've always jumped over Evan Williams because yeah. I, it's not appealing to me. Right. Well, even it, I mean, regardless of the package, I don't like it that much. Mm. <laughs> it's fine. Just the black label. I it it's it's just not my my favorite thing. I'll drink sure. it every now and then, but uh, I I would rather have um other bourbons at, at the again at that price point. You know, yeah. I like the heaven. As we established on the last episode, I love the Heaven Hill. Um, bottled and bond six year and one that i've uh actually really liked is the very old barton too yeah mm-hmm. yeah very old that's Barton's been one decent. that i've always uh been drawn to mm-hmm. especially with the bottle go- like going back to the packaging mm-hmm. it's something there's something nice about that round kind of um bulbous like yeah, yeah. shape of a bottle yeah like and, a copper still of some sort yeah yeah and you know um Weller used to have that bottle too mm-hmm. before before their rebrand. Yeah. Now on on the flip side of you know things you haven't bought, um, I'd I'd if I had never had Weller before, and based on their new packaging, I would have picked it up immediately. Mm, yeah, I mean it's so clean, it's so mm-hmm. so pretty. Have you seen it? I don't think I have. 
Okay, I'm still on. picturing the old like green yeah. caps, big Weller bottles. Well, these these still have um, green caps on it, but they've done away with kind of like the old style okay. label on it. So hold on a second. I'll okay. Talk amongst yourself. Do a commercial. <laughs> Red apron. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this podcast is available to folks like you. Oh yeah, I have seen this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. That is nice. Yeah. For those of you at home, I'm looking at the Weller Special Reserve. Yeah, that's. Is it? Is it what? It's similar to that of Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Well, it's the same yeah. distillery. Yeah. No. So I know. yeah, it so it's, it's a good. it's a little bit slimmer than the Buffalo yes. Trace. Yes, exactly. Bottle, but. Um, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think overall the the Weller Special Special Reserve. I, as you will find out, every time that I have to say Weller Special Reserve, I have to repeat <laughs> myself because I never get it right on the first try. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> no, I think they did an excellent job with their with, with changing up their packaging. Um, so I'll, I'll repose the question. Is there anything that you have bought because of the, <laughs> the uh, label? Or not necessarily the label, but just the overall. I think that... What... Are we sticking with that price point, too? No, I think like, no, I think it, it it can apply to any okay. any price point. I, I think the yeah, Woodford yeah. bottle is the, still the bottle to beat. I think Woodford's bottles, for a reasonable price, are just gorgeous. Um, I also think because they do something that has sort of been uh, perpetuated by other brands now, which is the silk screen logo and then the, just the tag at the bottom. I mean, this bottle of of Weller that's here does the, the exact same the thing. The antique yeah. Weller that we're we're gonna get to. Then it's not the foreshadowing. The, yeah, it's not the um, Weller Antique 107. This is the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection Weller um, that we're, we're going to be doing. Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to do a full-on uncorking review of this, um, and we'll, we'll get into more of it later. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I really do like the Woodford bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, I was honestly pretty happy to see them change up the Double Oak bottle. Mm, yeah. um, once it, it they, they were able to differentiate you know the the two styles i i thought that that was really a step in the right direction for them um but it there is a um there's something really eye-catching about the the shape of the yeah. just the regular woodford yeah. bottle and i also but, think that the it works well with it because it's more of a short and stout like dessert kind of bourbon you know mm-hmm. and having Definitely. that short stout bottle i think is a good idea and a good step that you were talking about yeah, yeah. with that bourbon. totally I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've bought just because of the label. Another one uh, for me. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Curtis. All right. Um, <laughs> somebody, somebody talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 1792 has always yeah. been one that I, yeah, I've been drawn to. Yeah. Is, Their cap is great. Um, which one? So before they switched? No, the new cap. The new cap is awesome. I love the new so cap. The new yeah. branding is a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that gold cap and has the gold 1792 um, printed across the top. Uh, mm-hmm. across the middle and there's something really impactful about that which prior to that it used to be not as uh i don't want to say like not as good but it it just wasn't the new one feels substantial yes like it sure. has a great the other one they handful. took a it used to be just a wood stopper and then had like a burlap uh yeah oh, that's right yeah, yeah, yeah around the neck and uh it doesn't look as i don't want to say upper class sort of or sure. classier yeah but with that i think it took it up the new bottle is yeah. real like <clears throat> and the logo and everything is real kind of art deco looking yes mm-hmm. um yeah. so it it's just got 
it just pushes it into something that you don't see on packaging in bourbon. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it, even the the shape of the bottle, too. Um, I mean, there there are others that are similar ish to it, but it really is in a category of its own mm-hmm. in, in terms of the the package. Um, for for me, I I don't know. Like I always kind of, <laughs> I guess unless it's wild turkey, I do more research before I I buy a bottle. Yeah. Um, but if if there were one bottle that I had to. Um, say I probably would have bought solely on looks. It's the new Elijah Craig um, Interesting. bottle. Have you have you seen? I have. The, yeah. Okay. Um, the old one was it. It, it was fine um, with the paper label on the front, the mm-hmm. big paper label. It was fine. I didn't mind it, but once they really cleaned it up um, and just went to kind of etching right on the the bottle yeah. and and having the the logo and everything on there, I thought that it looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, so if I had to do it all over again <laughs> and start from scratch, got a, a men in black mind wipe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's this bourbon thing? Um, that would probably be the one that I, that I would have gravitated towards without knowing too much about just because it's so, it, it looks a lot more high end, I think, than mm-hmm. it actually is. I mean, it's a $30 ish bourbon in mm-hmm. a, in a bottle that would suggest it might be 45 to 50, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think we would be remiss to not <laughs> mention makers. Oh, I was and, I was gonna the, go I was gonna go to makers and just too. be, hey, we're super iconic because we did True. this thing. But I mean, it still works, and the way they use it is yeah. really smart. Yeah, there's no reason to switch it. No, like, there's no. so that much. black no. label is. If so you did unique. switch it, it wouldn't have the. Which they have. They would lose the tradition. Well, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not just the the wax label though. It's the paper. Or, it's the excuse paper. me. The the, yeah. the wax seal. It's the paper label. Yeah. Too. I mean, it all of it. And I, I was talking about this earlier today, actually, too. They've been consistent, exactly the same since they were, <laughs> yeah, since they were founded. And you know, they they get into like the '46 and the special, um, or the uh, selects and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it changes, but their core product has been exactly the same. Yep. For 50 years. Yep. I mean, no other. I don't think any other product can say that. Right. And so it, there's something to be said about the mainstay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and and the tradition behind it. Not that there aren't other um, bourbons with a tradition. Um, you know, their old Forester has been around longer than anything else on the market mm. right now. They um, switched their labels as well. Yeah, they did, and they look really nice. It's now. cleaner, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The here's, other, a, here's a question. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. do you What do you think that people outside of not necessarily just can, like outside of Kentucky, but what do you think they notice is the oh this is the staple of bourbon? Do you think it's Jim Beam? Do you think it's Maker's I Mark? I think it's Maker's. Like they see the packaging, they're like, that's well it. okay. Here's that's here's, bourbon. Here's how I see it. That's bourbon. <clears throat> I see I see Jim Beam as being a more worldwide bourbon. Sure. Um, and it's just kind of something that everybody reaches for. I think that Makers and Woodford, though, are the early game, high class, or high end bourbons. Um, so, you know, Jim Beam might be something that people start with and they go, oh, I get this. But then, you know, as soon as somebody's like, oh, I got a bottle of Woodford, they're like, you got a bottle of Woodford? Right, yeah. Um, 
So I, I think that um, we can go at, uh, about ten dollars, ten fifteen dollars up, and go. I think the the makers in in Woodford is what people look at as being the um, the iconic bourbon. I think a brand that has done a really good job of being like really um, substantial and noticeable uh, on the market is Bullet. Just from, hey, we're gonna wrap the lower label and it's this bright in your face orange or if it's the rye the green um which i guess isn't technically bourbon uh that's all right and we can talk about rye too yeah i mean but <laughs> i mean it's still bullet right like it's still their brand yeah totally um just that it's they've done a really good job of, for being such a young company of building Definitely. a substantial brand already yeah um i would like i they're not quite maker level just because <laughs> makers has so many years of experience below their belt they're in like their second or third generation of distillers or or owners or whatever but But i i think bullet has done a like i put bullet up there with recognizability with makers in woodford sure from just an instant that's bullet do you know that they threw um a bottle of bullet into an episode of deadwood really Mm -hmm. i love deadwood yeah just uh, because of the like whole frontier looking bottle they threw it in and you know, everybody's like, oh, look, this bourbon's been around for... But, Super you know, big anachronism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just a bourbon that's been around for, you know, 20 years. <laughs> right, yeah. And they threw it back into a, you know, frontier day. Yeah. Or frontier yeah, era. It was a great show. I've, uh, my father-in-law loves it. I've not awesome. taken the time to, to get into it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, are they really? Yep. Because it ended on a season finale instead of a series finale. It's off the rails. Sorry, but... No, it's oh. okay. <laughs> They're going to wrap it up. This is what we're here I'm for. I'm very excited. Yeah. <laughs> Three seasons in a movie. Yeah. Was it? Doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, I'm curious to, to hear what you guys think about <clears throat> the need for rebranding in, in the, the bourbon market. Because I'll, I'll set this up by saying... You know, we're in the bourbon boom, mm-hmm. or the whiskey boom right now. So yeah. I think that it was natural for for companies, or, or for brands like Jim Beam or Elijah Craig, um, and, you know, Wild Turkey, again, to a lesser extent, to take the time and revisit their brand. Mm-hmm. Um, because they wanted to reach more people. But do, do, you, do you all think that there's as much of a need with something like bourbon to, to rebrand? I mean, whoever wants to go first. I, I, I personally think it's a... I mean, it's it's always with rebranding going to be a case by case basis, but I think if you're, I think there's a certain level of iconic. Well, there could be a certain level of iconic where you don't really want to touch it, like makers. But then look at in a different world, like Bud Light, right? They rebranded two or three years ago, and it's fantastic now. Yeah. But they had yeah. super recognizable cans before. Yeah. But it was, but it, was dated. it was getting really dated. And if, if you if you are recognizable, but you're only recognizable because you're super dated, then that might be the time to refresh. Um, as for some of the smaller, you know, bourbons that have been going for a long time, but nobody have no real cachet, I think this bourbon boom was a perfect time to rebrand because then you can sort of have fresh, set, fresh sets of eyes look at you and be like, that's a cool bottle. I know nothing about this. I didn't know that it's not really been that successful. This is a cool looking bottle and I want to pick it mm-hmm. up. Yeah, and I, th- I would agree with you on a case-by-case uh, basis on whether they need to rebrand or not. I think having that tradition is, is great and what you need 
to create the longevity of the brand. Yeah. But also, at some point, there's going to be something that's dated and it needs to be updated. Yeah. Uh, at some point, Maker's Mark is probably going to have an updated version. They're never going to lose the like you know the label the red, or yeah. or the red wax. Like that's right. not going to change, and it shouldn't change. But I think at some point, maybe 30, 40 years down the road, you know, it's just going to become dated like other things. Are going to surpass it. Yeah. And it's just going to up that to, okay, this is the time period. Which, sure. Which everything goes through. I mean, yeah. I, I think you see that with, with like Coke, right? Like Coke's brand has stayed the same. But if you look at their cans, they've changed drastically yeah. so a lot of times it may not be a full rebrand that's needed but maybe it's just a, a rearrangement of elements Re- yeah mm-hmm. something to look a little fresher yeah. you know picking up on trends but not being too trendy you know it, like i doubt there are many bourbons out there that need a full-on rebrand at a certain level that we're talking about obviously um but a lot of them could use some freshening up mm-hmm. and so maybe we should back down to package again like the actual mm-hmm. um bottle presentation and everything um so i i i'm gonna try to throw this out to you and i may have already asked it but do y'all have a favorite bottle or package for blanton's i was gonna say blanton's too (laughs) i think it's it's so different from anything else you see yeah and the reasoning behind it of it being the bourbon barrel it's just it's perfect and was yeah smart to use I'll be I'll be decision on the ranks. I think Woodford, I think Woodford is just killing the game. I think that what what they've done that, like Blanton's is super clever and they use their their brand really wisely and you know the the collectible caps and and all yeah. these sort of different yeah. Brand and that's a good note for anyone that hasn't doesn't know that right is that Blanton's has a horse running and stride all the way through and it spells out Blanton's and you can collect it and get it on like a wood. Uh, bourbon barrel stave. It's really cool. It's a mm-hmm. collector's item. Just smart, smart marketing, smart yep. packaging. Yeah, but I think for for Woodford, the simplicity is key, and that Woodford always sticks out on a shelf to me. I try to look. You know, you see different shelves and different uh, amounts of bourbon and in, in different shelves in in a liquor store, but for some reason, Woodford's simplicity, I guess, is what draws me to it every time. The mm. one that I, I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet is Willet. Mm. with the the pot still oh yeah bottle yeah. i mean that that is really something that you don't see and i don't know if it's a favorite necessarily um i mean i really like it i like the fact that it's so different it's such a um completely removed experience from everything else on the market mm. um but it thoughts <laughs> what are your thoughts i i personally when I'm in the store, I don't notice it that much. Yeah, I don't either. Really? Yeah, yeah. it just kind of glazes over it. I notice that it's a different bottle, and I think that goes to show on what it's not just the bottle that differentiates it. Yeah. It's what's being put on the bottle and how it's being packaged as well, not just the bottle. Yeah, sure. Because with Willet, I personally don't think that it's the label itself is that good. Agreed. I don't think there's clarity to it they have a gold foil i believe um, i think it's something like that yeah yeah but i don't think it does anything for it i okay so maybe maybe what i'm getting at more is that i like the, the shape of the 
sure, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> the visceral yeah. experience of the bottle, yes. but less so it like the actual. Yeah. yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Where what would you like to see on that? Now I'm going to put the designer on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when you've got a bottle that unique, instead of trying to show off with gold foil and all these other techniques, I think you just embrace the shape of the bottle. Well, it's not. Yeah, yeah it's not like a, a paper label or anything. It's it's just right on the the bottle itself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I I personally think that a, per, a paper label would help it a little bit, just because maybe accentuate the bottle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and 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 help the just the the name stick out more. I'm going to make a bold move here. Okay. And I say that the bottle itself should be changed. Okay. I don't Fair think enough. They, I don't think they need it. Fair enough. Have you... Do you uh, do you look at it... Do enough people look at it and say, that bottle is Willet? Mm. Well, the, the brand name is Willet Pot Still Reserve. So I think <clears throat> by associating it with, you know, how they... they distill their bourbon um and the actual name for it you know i i, I mean yeah. it, it makes sense that that's what they do mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i don't think that it is necessary to sell that that bourbon necessarily i know i said necessary twice yeah. in that sentence but i think uh, it's a little too obvious personally mm. really yeah i don't think that's what people look at and even though it's will it pop still i don't think people look at it as <laughs> oh the bottle has to be... I mean, it'd be like shaping bullet like an actual bullet. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's some cleverness that can be said. as like it, it almost becomes hokey. I can see that. Yeah. I just don't think it works with how they're... The, the label and how it, you see the name and see the actual stuff works. Yeah. I don't think it works for them, personally. Yeah. Um, the bottle is badass. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Sure. It's a really cool bottle. Sure. I just wonder if it's right for their... It seems like there are elements there that could work, but they're not working together. Yes, mm-hmm. there's it's conflicting. Yeah. Well, let's move on to um, talking a, a little bit more about higher end bourbons. Um, okay. We, you know, we we've hit the the bottom of the shelf. We've hit more of the middle range too. But mm-hmm. now I, I <clears throat> this might be a little bit shorter of a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, because there there are a couple that really come to mind for me in, in the higher end realm and for packaging. And it's not that I necessarily like them. Um, but I think that once you get into the higher end, I'm going to look these up. Spectrum. Sorry, oh no, 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 no. Take Cause I don't, I don't know what high end bottles look like really. So I'm just having well, it I think for it's reference. Probably to Pappy as one. That, that was exactly where I was going to okay. go with it. The fir- the very first one I was going to talk about was Van Winkle lot B. Mm. Um, the, yeah, the Van Winkle lot B 12 year. Um, and we we have the three of us talked about the simplicity of that package before, yeah. Uh, and how it's it's not something, you know, naturally it's not something that is going to be on the store or on the, on the shelf now, just because people go, oh, I got to find my pappy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's nothing really super special about that that label or anything. It's just it says the name, it says where it's distilled, mm-hmm. um, the proof, the age. And that, that's basically it. Um, and then, you know, you move on up the line of the of Van Winkle products. It's bottles with an old guy on the front. <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, there's nothing, like, super appealing about that to me. Mm-hmm. Now, the product's good, mm-hmm. but 
I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't have known how good it was if the stories weren't there. Yeah. Um. Well, that's what drives the brand. Sure. I think it drives yeah. the brand the, now. It's the story. Yeah. It's yeah. The stories, and uh, nobody can really put a label on it. If you yeah. heard of Pappy, like you're like, oh, Pappy. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You ask him to name what it looks like. No, no clue. clue. But yeah, but if we go back ten years. <coughs> Excuse me. That story is virtually non-existent. You know, I mean, it wasn't until 10-ish years ago that all these stories started creeping up about how great Pappy was. And people were still really? drinking it. Okay. But once the bubble burst yeah, mm. and people knew about it, that's when everybody was like, oh, we have to get this. Right. And you could never find it. But 10 years ago, hold on. Dog back. No. I can't get to it. Go get something else. Wait, I can. You're not going to get that. It's too small. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, we were talking about the story. Oh, well, you know, 10 plus years ago, it was just on the store. Or it was just on the shelf. I keep saying on the store. You could go to a store and it'd be sitting up on the roof. And you go, "There's Pappy. I can't get it. It's on the store. I literally can't That's reach it. That's literally top shelf. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, the point, the point of that was awful. Um, anyway, the point of all that was that it was on the shelf, but it just wasn't being bought. Mm. Um, and was it still that high of a price? No. Okay. No, you could get um, you could get the the twelve year for like thirty dollars. Oh wow! Hmm. Yeah, and the the Weller twelve. Which now goes for about forty-five or fifty dollars. You could get for twenty-five. So oh. as soon as people started talking, and as soon as you know, people like um, Fred Minnick, who is a um, he's a, a whiskey writer, um, and he goes he goes and does tastings at competitions, like blind tastes. Sure. Um, in like two thousand eleven, he rated. Weller 12 as being the best bourbon in the world. Mm. So as soon as that came out, everybody lost their mind. Sure. And they went and bought it up. Well, now you can't find it anymore. It's allocated, okay. which yeah. is ridiculous. Because right. it's, it's, it's one of my favorites. Mm. I mean, I, I love the Weller 12. Um, but it's, it's just so, so hard to find. Mm-hmm. And you're getting people selling it for a hundred dollars on the secondary market, or a hundred and fifty dollars. And I mean, even oh, it's once, outrageous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, it. You know, go back to the pappy too. You know, you have people trying to sell the the fifteen year for fifteen hundred dollars on the secondary market. Hundred dollars I mean, a year. And even <laughs> even some like liquor stores will Only jack you. up there. Only you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you said fifteen and fifteen hundred. That's math. <laughs> Anyway, but you have some liquor stores too, even jacking up the price that much, which it it seems ridiculous. But there are people who are going to buy it, and we're, mm-hmm. we've taken yeah. kind of a hard left turn into the the bourbon market, which is you know it's something I I I mean they go hand in hand, right? Yeah, like, yeah but yeah. I I would rather save like you know talking about prices and, and price points for like actually talking about that for a, sure. for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the 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 point in all of this is that I. I wouldn't have bought Pappy ten years ago based solely on the label. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that makes sense. No. And I don't know if I would have bought Weller either. 
if I came into it not knowing anything about bourbon, I would not even look at that, to be honest. No. No. Not a chance. Um, but then, you you know, I, I will put... And maybe we should define... We should define high-end. Um, that's true, too. To, to me, I think that's... I, Let's just start from bottom. Bottom, we're going like... Okay. Our Evan Williams, our Heaven Hills... And those yeah. and those are those are to me twenty dollars and under. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. Now once you start getting to the twenty to maybe I'd say forty five. Forty five fifty range. Those um, are your mid that's, range. Yeah, bourbon. that's mid. But anything above fifty I think is not not always high end or top shelf. But you know, it's those that you kinda have to reach for a little bit more. So, so Blanton's is in that range, right? Blanton's is in that range, yeah. yeah. It's it's a now a $65 bourbon. Okay, that's what I thought. Which uh, there's a there's a store in Richmond that I saw recently that was selling it for $85. Mm. <laughs> and again, this used to be a $50 bourbon, which I used can to only be a imagine what bourbon. it would be uh sold at in like Florida or something. Oh, I can't imagine. You know what's funny is that it, it there are nice little pockets all over the country where they actually sell it at retail price. Mm. And it's hard to find those, but if you find uh, an ABC store, um which is the alcoholic beverage control, yeah, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, if you find stores that are strictly monitored by the ABC, they sell at MSRP. Mm. Um, so you can go to to other states and find Weller Twelve for twenty five or thirty dollars, as opposed to the forty or forty five that right. it is in, in Kentucky now. Right. Um, and that's not to say that Kentucky is necessarily at a disadvantage. We have a, a you know, a, a wellspring of bourbon here. Yeah. I mean, we can find it anywhere we go. We the we're, we're the best. Yeah, we're, we're the best selection. We yeah. get the first pick. Yeah. The most accessible. Exactly. But, you know, as far as prices, you know, there are stores that know <laughs> yeah. people are going to buy it. Um, and a, a good recent example of that for me has been the Buffalo, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Mm. Um now and this will kind of again lead us into our review for the the episode, which is the the William Larue Weller uh, release of, for twenty seventeen for the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Anyway, these are bourbons and and ryes that are supposed to go for ninety to a hundred and ten hundred and twenty dollars. Not last week, but the week before, I went into a store. I went into a store that will go unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they were selling a bottle of George T. Stagg from the antique collection, which again is supposed to be $110 for $300. Wow. Jesus. Not secondary market. <laughs> this is primary. This yeah. was this was in store. Gosh. And I mean, I I've seen stores that are selling it for as high as $800 or $850. That's insane. Yeah. But the point in all this, though, is that we sit here and we go, I can't believe that they're marking it up, you know, nine, ten times as much. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, there are people who are still going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your market dictates how much you can do that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, anyway. And now we're just getting into economics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is supply and demand. <laughs> this is a weird... This is my, economic, turn, this is my economics podcast. Anyway. Um, Drunk or not. 
something D O O economics. Voodoo huh. economics. Ferris Bueller. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Oh, oh I'll, I'll take that part out. Anyway, so <laughs> keep it in there. I don't somebody know. will get your yeah. Somebody will get it. Your really niche Ferris Bueller reference. Everybody's quoting uh, that voodoo economics line from yeah. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Everyone's gonna remember that one. Anyway, so we're gonna talk about um, <laughs> no comment. Just I really keep, hope there was a hard cut just now. now. Nope. And, and nope. We're just leaving like it. Giggling. Okay. Cool. Leaving it right there. Cool. 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 So we're gonna um, move into the uncorking review uh, of this episode for take me to dinner the, first. Jeez. <laughs> the WLW uh, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection 2017 release. A couple of things, real quick, um, kind of to to wrap up the the packaging um, conversation. There's not uh, too much in the way of of labeling or anything on it. Um, at, at least at first glance, there's a whole spiel on the back about the the creation of the bourbon and um, you know why it's such a big deal. But on the front, you know, it's just the name. Um, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, the proof. Uh, it says it's barrel-proof, uncut, unfiltered. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Um, so that, again, goes back to kind of the um, higher-end packaging that we were talking about earlier um, with stuff like Blanton's or, or Van Winkle, where it's, you know, it doesn't need a whole lot to show in, in order to get people to buy it. Yeah. So anyway... Um, a couple of things about this bourbon. Um, first off, <laughs> I'm crazy excited to, to try this. <laughs> I have been um, dying. It's been sitting up on my shelf for a couple of weeks waiting for waiting for this, or just about a week or so. Um, this is the, the Weller release is the only weeded bourbon of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Uh, it is 12, mo- 12 months. 12 months. <laughs> 30-minute bourbon. Yeah, yeah very quick. <laughs> it's 12 years, 6 months. Um, it is, again, uncut, unfiltered at 128.2 proof. Um, so do you guys want to do the honors of oh boy. cracking it open? That's all you, homie. <laughs> I don't yeah. trust myself with a bottle that expensive. <laughs> well, let's try it. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Special shout-out to Swan the Bourbon Guy for hooking us up with this one. And um, oh, Maybe. Um, it was a bit of a hunt. But you know what? For our our very second episode, <laughs> Curtis is gonna break the bottle. Here, you want me to? Yeah, I'm gonna let you grab that <laughs> then. Do another sponsor. This week's <laughs> just kidding. This week's sponsored by Hard to Open Labels. <laughs> you want to keep people out of your product? Keep it safe. Try Hard to Open Labels. <laughs> hard to Open Labels it speaks for itself. And our sister company. Those beers that don't have twist-off caps. <laughs> Go screw those guys. All right. Uh, I got... I, hold on. I got the wrapping part of it off. Uncork it right in front of the mic for yeah, yeah. good. You got this. Oh. Hey. oh so nice. satisfying. All right. All right. We're going to take just a very quick little break to pour us a couple of glasses, and we'll be right back with you. What do you smell? What do you smell, though? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The smell I is enjoy this fantastic. aroma. All right, we're back from pouring our, our review bourbon of the night. And uh, man, oh man, does that yeah. smell good? It smells real good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we're definitely in agreement to that one. Yeah. <laughs> lots of. Weirdly, lots it of smells fruit. like tomato soup? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I swear. Call back again? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, gosh. I decided 
Um, I decided to save that for an actual review somewhere down the line. We might actually oh, do really, that at, really? at Christmas okay. time. Yeah. Well, nobody's gonna get that one. Well, then. hey, stop. <laughs> That, so I, I just made a reference to something that doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Beautiful. It's out there. It's foreshadowing. Yeah. Hold on. Take five. Hey. Yeah. She's trying to hump him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, irresistible. That's nice. Irresistible. No, I went straight to that. Just Robert Palmer. That'd get enough respect. Uh, Rodney Dane. Anyway. So... Yes, it really does smell fruity. <laughs> it smells great. Yeah. Like, I not, want this as a candle. Yeah. No spice really. No, not at all. Which I, I don't no. I don't mind. You know, some people really want the, the spice on those, but man, that no. it bodes well for, for what we're about mm. to indulge in. So guys. Let's talk about the nose first a little bit. Sure. Like what do you yeah, let's do it. think on it? <laughs> I like how you're just trying to make Perry wait as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, like, you talk about the history of this bourbon? Yeah. Look the uh, yeah. mash bill on this guy. <laughs> who is William LaRue Weller? Uh, well, the mash bill, um, for anybody who doesn't who doesn't know... Um, and you probably don't. Do you, do you know the difference between a weeded whiskey and a, um, just a regular bourbon? Or a weeded bourbon and a regular bourbon? No. So, Tell me, um, Perry. With a weeded bourbon, they've replaced the, the rye in uh-huh. the mash bill and used wheat instead oh, okay um just to it's all in the um, name give it a little bit smoother um smoother flavor anyway i can just sit here and smell this all night i know yeah. yeah um i get again some fruit on there almost like baked goods yeah it's good yeah. yeah i'm getting like candied like cherries yeah. for some reason and that might be the fruit. Oh yeah, cordial cherries too. for sure. Yeah, like cordial cherries yeah. is what I'm getting. Wow, that's yeah, that's accurate. But not anything like super sugary or, or no, 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 just, no. You know the baked goods is another way to put it. It just yeah it smells generically sweet in a good way. Oh man, but I like saccharin. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, the Kurt. the cherries, the baked goods. <laughs> Not not spice. It's so pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not overpowering. Right. Yeah. You're not catching any ethanol in that. Mm-mm. And that might be a, a product of the glass, but... I don't know. Well, guys. Let's do it. Let's dive in. Cheers. 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 Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Huh. Well, that finish just doesn't oh, stop, does it? No. No, it's, it's still going. Oh, my gosh. It's still going. Holy it's crap. Like the finish has that smoky, like, barbecue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, flavor. I mean, just at the very end, but then it gets kind of sweet, too. Yeah. Oh. I'm really getting that, like, when we smell it, the, the nose, all fruit. Yeah. And then... You drink God, it. That is a long Even run. then, you keep getting more of the fruit, but then it somehow transitions to uh, like this smoky barbecue. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's that Kentucky hug right in the middle of the chest. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Oh, I'm gonna take another sip because I want to. Yes, I'm. Preach. Oh. 
this is the hottest high proof bourbon I've had in a while. Mm. Like I would definitely put this in the above hundred proof range. Yeah. But that burn is not overpowering. No, it, it almost feels all. intentional. Like it, it almost had like it, it balances everything out, I guess. Yeah. I mean Yeah, that's interesting. So uh such an elongated experience it is it it takes it takes a long time and and sorry for anybody who's going just get on with it but like it it, you're listening to it basically in real time as we're all kind of processing the 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 flavors and everything on it man there is just so much there i wouldn't have known that it was a a weller product no no i i I never would have known but again the highest Weller product out there, other uh, highest proof out there other than this, is the Antique 107, and that's 107 proof. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, oh, I just got a little something else. Mm. The front end's real creamy. Yeah, the front end's great. Mm-hmm. It's that that candy yeah. taste you're getting. The spice in the middle is. Like satisfying but not overpowering. Yeah. And then like towards towards the very end of it, that's where everything kind of like explodes. This might be the highest proof bourbon you've had? That I've had well, that I've had that I'm not like clamoring for water or something else. Yeah. Right? Like it's Well let's let's try a little experiment. Let's put a couple drops of water in it. Okay. Um and see if that smooths out some of the spice and adds a little bit um adds a little bit of flavor to it but not not too much no i got it no you sure yeah i put water in my bourbon before period (laughs) (laughs) okay so we just added a little bit of water to to this we're gonna give it a couple stirs shake it around um give it another um nose to see if anything Oh, huh? I, I think mine has changed quite a bit. Mine has too. It's went from super fruity to a little more caramel for me. That's what I. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say, actually. But you don't lose it. No, 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 you don't lose no. That. But the the caramel really gets almost um, like a caramel apple to the to the front. Yeah, yeah. completely agree. Mm. And that's mm. what you taste too mm. when it. Yep. And the burn is almost completely gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing, really. That's wild. There's, like, a little bit of a sting, but overall, I mean, it's just yeah. very caramelly. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would, I prefer it with a little, just a couple drops of water, just okay. to kind of take the heat off. But, I mean, that, that isn't to say that I wouldn't drink it without the, the water, too. Yeah. And, again, I only, I only put three drops in. Kurt put two, yeah. and you just did a couple, too, right, Dan? Yeah. 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 So yeah, verdict. We'll start with Tanner and work our way around. <laughs> How do you want to do this? Um, are we doing a star rating? Are we doing out of ten? Are we doing? Oh yeah, let's. I don't want to. I are we rating? Doing a grade? Sure. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go with the grade. What are we taking into consideration? Are we taking price into consideration? Let's, I've never, I've let's never liked grades. Can we do like? 
stars or something. <laughs> out of ten, you want to do out of ten? Sure. I think out of ten. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do an yeah. out of ten rate. We're, you're you're witnessing us trying to figure this out yeah. on the fly in real time. <laughs> in media res, we're making podcast history. Because um, <laughs> with grades, you can't really like what distinguishes between an A minus and an A plus. Okay, so here so. here's what here's what we'll do. Um, we could do this one of two ways. We could do flat out of ten, or we could do um, nose palette price. Hmm. And we that. could do like on nose palette price, it could be each out of five, and then you know that's a lot of fifteen. Yeah, sure. So what do you what do you guys prefer? Like is that, that too is it too complicated? No, no, no. I think that's right. Yeah, no, I think that's right <laughs> because I, I I would give it different grades based on different things. I think the nose is probably a five. I would smell this all day long. Um, it it is one of the better nosing bourbons that I've ever <laughs> that I've ever smelled I guess I it's yeah. it's really really good I without mean, nosing it, too much yeah. yeah and it's uh the nose that knows <laughs> to can't <Sam. laughs> uh, it's interesting how it changes with water um, but both of them were so pleasant that I, I think the nose is a five this has been like the really the, like the most significant change I've ever experienced by adding a couple of drops of water to a bourbon yeah um so should should we go with do one with water one without water or we just no i think that just comes into effect with okay okay cool um on what was the other one hallet and price yeah i'm torn i think it was good without water i think it was great with water i agree um completely agree so i would honestly in order to sort of average that out would maybe say a four on palate overall. Um, I've had better bourbons straight. Maybe not a better bourbon at that high of a proof straight. Sure. Um, but once you factor in how smooth it was and how well it went down with water, I think that that's <coughs> sort of where I sit personally. Yeah. And then price. Now, let um, full disclosure, um, we did buy this at market price so um <laughs> we've started a new system of splitting um <laughs> some more expensive stuff um between the three of us and this was uh, 110 dollars um so anyway for the price tanner as you get viciously attacked by this 15 pound dog yeah um i think i think price is probably the weak point i don't know if Anyway, I will say this is sort of the the uh, the bourbon novice of the group. I don't know if it's substantially better to warrant the price, um, if that makes sense. I don't know if it is. We're also babysitting, apparently. During uh, <laughs> oh, she got your water cap. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if it's if it is so good that it is worth the. The price of the three figure price, yeah. Sure. Um, so I would say that's probably for me personally, uh, probably like a two out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Again, I, I've I've had similar quality bourbons at a much lower price point. So your composite score would be what eleven out of fifteen? Five, four, and two. Yeah, eleven. So um, I mean that that puts you what like a like a B grade? Yeah. You think you'd put it at it? You'd put it at um, a solid B, B plus. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was around the the 
the B plus A minus range in my head. So that makes sense. Yeah. Kurt, what you think? All right. Uh, <laughs> the nose. I think the nose. I would give it a four out of five because the nose is great. It smells amazing. You get those fruity notes. You add the water, and you get more of those uh, caramelly notes, which I, I really enjoyed. I'm giving it a four, though, just because that's it was just the fruit that I smelled, okay. and I wanted just a little more of that, that spice. Sure. Um, as far... So, a four out of five on the nose. Palette-wise, that's where I think that it got... Where I differ is I think it got really good on the palate because you went from having that nose of fruity and it starts out on the uh, front really that you get those like cordial cherries and then as it goes down and finishes you get those smoky barbecue flavors that are me personally I really like so I'm going to give sure the palate a five I think okay yeah sure <laughs> uh, and then you also get when you add water you get a totally kind of different experience. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why I give it a five is you're getting so many different things and taking into account putting the waters yeah. um, drops in. So I think that price. 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 Yeah. $110 you said? I did. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I have to bring it down to like a three and a half on price. Sure. Um, it is really good. And what what would be some comparable? Oh gosh! At this price, um, not to put you on the spot. Again, like the the higher the higher end pappies, the older pappies, um, stuff like the the age dated Elijah Craig's like eighteen and twenty three year, um, shoot man. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Jefferson's yeah. has a has a couple releases that are um, at that that higher point too, mm-hmm. um, and and there though, all of the things that I just named too, aside from, from Pappy maybe, um, are more readily available. Yeah. So, you know, the the hundred and ten dollars that we paid wasn't just for, the, the the the. the bottle itself it was also for the fact that you know you get it once a year yeah you know all right it's not sitting on shelves like um it's not always there for 110 yeah exactly exactly it's not always there hardly at all okay in that case i give it a i'll give it a four on that okay i think that makes sense um with all the context behind it yeah yeah so all together cool so that was five four and three and a half oh wait 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 four oh okay five four and four yep so that puts you at a 14. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I can live with that. Um, for me, the the nose without water really was... Um, it was a 13. 13. Was it 13? Yeah, it goes out of 13. 5, 4, 4. Oh, yeah, because it was... Sorry. Yeah, 13 out of 15. Sorry. Whatever. Still good. We're not... We're, we're designers. We're not mathematicians. <laughs> um, the nose for me, I wasn't... Like, at first, I thought it was good, but it wasn't just, like, crazy impressive. I don't know what that noise was that I just made with my mouth. But um, at first, the <laughs> um, 
at first the nose without water wasn't overly impressive, but I liked it. Um, it just wasn't as complex as I was hoping that it was going to be, yeah. especially at a um, uncut, unfiltered, 128 proof bourbon. Yeah. Um, as soon as I added water, though, that's when you know, as we established, that's when it really started opening up for me. And that, I mean, this is easily with water the best nose I've ever, <clears throat> I've ever found on a bourbon. Nice. Um, and even going back to it. Um, just as we've been sitting here, it's not just the the caramel and like the, the appleiness of it. It's also like I, I can very clearly smell the oak um, mm-hmm. and and just all the the wood that it sat in for for twelve and a half years. Um, palette. So well, I guess on the nose, I would probably give it a um, a four and a half, um, just because like. Without water, it was a four. With water, it was five. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna average it out to about four and a half. Um, palette all all around, I didn't really have any any problem with one way or another. So I'm gonna give it a real solid five. Um, I mean, you know, I I I liked it with without water. I loved it with water. Yeah. Same. Um, but that being said, that like was on the high end of the <laughs> mm-hmm. of the appreciation spectrum. So I, I definitely am going to give this uh, um, the the palette of five. And then on the on the price point, this is what really trips me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go for this at a bar, right? Mm-hmm. No. You know, yeah. Don't you? I mean, even even on special occasions, I don't think that I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Hey, what what do you you got you got any of that Buffalo Trace Antique Collection Weller <laughs> yeah. sitting around that you're uh, gonna you're gonna pour for? Partially because it's a mouthful. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you got any of that Buffalo Trace Antique Collection? Like, like just become yeah, an auctioneer. Yeah. Like, I just I'm not a good speaker, um, <laughs> as I do an audio medium. Um, the it, again the price is really what kind of trips me up, but you know we we had to hunt for this a little bit. We had to kind of work for it. Um, it's limited. It, <sighs> But with with everything that I just said about it, I would I would probably give the price a, a four. Mm. Um, I mean, and that that's with or without water. Um, <laughs> price stays the same with or without. water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not a concentrated well, I mean, it, price. Like my 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 appreciation for it with or without water, you know, is independent of the, sure, the sure, price. Sure. So sure. you know, if that's the price point. Um, I think what what I would if I were you in <laughs> in, in our situation, I would find somebody to split it up with, unless you yeah, can go for yeah, it and yeah, and, yeah. and you know shell out the the hundred and ten dollars or three hundred, you know, if you find it for that. Um, that's nice. That's nice, dog. That best best just let her finish, Clark. He's <laughs> <laughs> just yakking on the bone. <laughs> So uh, I, I, I'll go ahead and give the the price of four. I, I don't have any any problem with that. So that puts me at what thirteen and a half. So I had four and yeah, a half, five and, half. and four. So yeah. that, you know, I I don't have any any problem if if I had bought my the the bottle alone. First off, my wife would have killed me. <laughs> I wouldn't have been happy with myself either. I'll be real honest with you, but. Um, I, I would have probably passed on it if I didn't have, you know, somebody else to share it with. Sure. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four. She's getting comfortable. She's warming up to you, Tanner. Oh. <laughs> it's not my wife. That's the dog that I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, to recap, Tanner is 11 out of 15. Um, Kurt was 13 out of 15, and I'm 13 and a half out of 15 on the uh, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection Weller release. Um, so I, I man, I am real happy with with how this turned out. I look forward to pouring another glass in the future, but this yeah. is easily this is going to be a special occasion. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure, a special occasion bourbon. Um. So yeah, uh, we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping things up. Tanner, where can people find you on uh, social media? I am at Tanner B Cheney, C H A N E Y, everywhere. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. Curtis has to go and look up where he is. Again. <laughs> I'm easy. Got that brand, homie. Yeah. So Instagram is KurtCon, and Twitter is Kurt underscore Con 15. Make people work for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to work for it. They better. <laughs> yeah. Um, my personal accounts are Peter, P. Ritter 1492. Um, just about Green was every... Born. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> you know what? I was born on the... On, the the ship coming over to america with columbus too um never mind that was was that a Bueller reference that was a a horrible joke i'm gonna cut that one out for sure um perry's dorian gray actually he's got a a portrait upstairs that is aging horribly and somehow (laughs) it's cracked in all the wrong places yeah yeah um anyway i'm pirater 1492 just about on all platforms if you want to find the show we are uh, my bourbon shop on Instagram and Twitter. This is my bourbon shop on Facebook. And if you would like to reach us via email, it's this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate any reviews or downloads that you are giving us just as we're starting out. We look forward to pumping out some new content for you in the next few weeks. Um, Real happy that uh, that we're <laughs> that we're doing this. This has been a, yeah. a real fun little mm-hmm. experience so far, and uh, I, I'm excited to see what the future holds. Uh, so, Tanner, Curtis, thank you all so much for being here. Yeah, well, appreciate right. it. Yeah, for sure. And y'all, until next time, I'm Perry. I'm Curtis. I'm Tanner. And this is my Bourbon Podcast. We're also sponsored by Round Space. <laughs> Round Space. Yeah, you can make a website, sure. <laughs> you got this. Round Space is here for your uh, your technical support, just from a moral side. <laughs> like, oh, you can do nah, it. Nah, you got it, buddy. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, but I can't. I don't understand why the link's not working. Oh, you got it. Oh, you'll figure it out. Can we help you? No, but we can no. give you a lot of encouraging talk. <laughs> Round Space. <laughs> Brown space. Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>